You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I am super charged on today, you guys. I have with me an exciting young lady with me today. We're going to be talking to Miss Lashina Jenkins. And just a little bit about Miss Jenkins. She is a producer. She's a playwright. She's a director. She's produced original multi-work that speaks to the issues of violence against women and children in the mental health and those impacted with special abilities. Now, Miss Lashina has created spaces of house of worship in the marketplace for girls, detention centers and theaters. And she offers resources and an invitation into the community. You know what? I'm just excited. I got to buckle my seatbelt today. You guys are better get ready, get ready. Buckle your seatbelts. Call a friend. Let someone know that Miss Jenkins is in the house. She's got something for you on today. A little bit more about Ms. Jenkins. She currently is pursuing her Master's of Divinity and Master's of Public Ministry at Garrett Evangelistical Theological Seminary. That's a mouthful. So you know we're going to have a little church today a little bit as well. And when not immersed in her studies, she's also working as an Associate Artistic Director for Fleetwood Jordan Theater and Improv to School Age Children. You know what? This is a sister indeed. That's right. She is a sister. Welcome, Miss Jenkins, to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sheila. I really appreciate that. <laughs> you know what? This, like I said, you are a sister from another mister, as they say. Um, just talking with you on the phone, you just lit me up. I was so excited and so looking forward to being able to talk with you on today. But, you know, I want to go a little bit into a little bit of the backstory a little bit, Miss Jenkins a little bit of when you realized why you wanted to go into this industry of working mm -hmm. in the, you know, producing and directing and all of those things. When did you feel that type of calling? Sure. So it actually, well, first, thank you so much for having me. This is an absolute honor to be here with you. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm really, really excited. Thank you. <laughs> um, when did I first realize that this was the work? The, the work chose me, mm. right? I began uh, wanting to perform myself, right? I'm a, I'm a PK. I come from a family of ministers. My father was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. Uh, he's had, um, you know, he was of that generation. They had about yes, yes. 12, 14 children and oh. seven sons, five of them were <laughs> pastors. And so um, as one of my aunts told me, that don't you dare think that the, the oil dripped, you know, the, the oil of anointing missed you. And so uh, going from uh, being an actress to then evolving and recognizing that, uh, you know, there are some some spaces that hmm. were um, were not created uh, to, oh. to be as inclusive hmm. uh, for all. And so for me, um, I saw a need to create that space for people, you know, young black girls, uh, young black girls who were coming from a Christian background. Wow. Uh, 
still had to struggle through the challenges of life and the challenges yeah. of understanding our own identities as we grow into uh, the identity of Christ. Like it became important to me to show that God could handle all of us. Wow. You know, and it's so important because being a PK kid, there's a path that they want you to go down, especially the family members like you're going to do this or you're going to do this. But entertainment and those type of things are usually not the path that they want you to go down. And they're a lot of times surprised. They'd rather you'd be a doctor, lawyer, teacher or something like that. Um, so what about this work do you enjoy? Because being a PK kid and have that background, a lot of people are like thinking it's a cesspool of sin and you're going to get pulled away, you know, and that realizing that you can use your gifting in that industry to be able to draw people and help other people. So what do you enjoy about this work that you're in now that you know this is a calling? This is this is a, a gifting that you have to be doing what you're doing. What do you enjoy most about it? Well, I like to say it's kind of two part, right? Okay. My father being a minister um, allows me to enjoy the ministry part of it. So oh. the ministry, the, that part of community, that fellowship, I mean, we can go down the row of how uh, we we learn and we heal in community. And mm. so being able to be to to present stories, to present ideas in front of an audience of of. You know, people who are broken, people who are questioning, people who aren't sure, people who, right, being in front of God's people, being able yeah. to do that, that's exciting. And then wow. being um, being my mom's, like, only child, right? I oh. Time by myself. <laughs> so I was, it was, it was a mechanism through which I entertained myself. Wow. And so being able to do that, not only for me, uh, mm -hmm. I became my first client, if you yeah. will, yeah. right? And taking that to my father's stage, who, to your point, was like, hey, don't get lost in all of that. Keep your eyes right. God will keep you. God will hold you. Just put God first. And so it's the same as for the ministry. I, I stand uh, at, or in front of and perform in front of an audience of one. And, you know, and that is so, so awesome. You know, it's so awesome because when you mentioned broken people and healing in the community, in the church specifically, there are a lot of broken people. There are a lot of people mm -hmm. that need healing. There's people that have gone through trauma within the church. And and it's really amazing because these broken people where they're coming to a hospital, so to speak, you know, and they're needing to get the aid of, of the Holy Spirit and the Lord to work on them, obviously. But he put people here like yourself with different giftings and things. So as these broken people are coming and you see them, um, there are people that have had violence in the families and the women and the children. How has that influenced your work and your decision uh, to work with children and women, especially in the church, as well as outside of the church? But specifically with that pre-K background, I know it hits you in a different way when you see it in the church. So how has that influenced your work and your decision to work with these people that are broken, um, the children, the women, and um, helping them to heal within that community? Certainly. And, and, um, and Sheila, honestly, that, that continues to be mm -hmm. you know, my process with the Lord, right? Oh, I, wow. I, I minister to children as I have reparented myself. Mm. God tells me what that wisdom is that is to be shared out and mm. then do the work, right? I co-partner, co co-labor in with the one who is able to bring change in anybody's life, right? Including mm. 
and then the teenager and then the women, right? And then recognizing that the church or biblical principles are, you know, it's what the foundation of this country. Mm -hmm. So being able to recognize that that is where many people can relate to one another as it relates to what we think about what's right and what's wrong, ethics rooted in Christian faith. And so that began my journey of wrestling with what they said about God and Mm -hmm. then God actually present God's self to be. You know, you, you talk about co-labors and especially everyone that may not understand your particular gifting and how you're doing what you're doing. Obviously, your parents would understand it. They support you. But who are some of the other people that are co-labors with you in this type of work? Because everybody doesn't get it. I mean, there's more people that have issues than Scott Roll tissues. You know what I'm saying? And they're coming looking to receive help. And a lot of times they don't want to go to the pastor. You know, they say what goes on in the house stays in the house. So they don't always run to the pastor anymore and talk about their problems to get the help that they need. So in this type of work, um, who are some of the people that inspired you, um, you know, on this journey? Because this is an awesome responsibility that you have to be able to impart this in this way. I mean, this is a different type of mantle that you have. And being an only child, it's like, okay, you can't even call brother, sister, somebody to help you. So it's like you and the Lord, you know what I'm saying? So you need your strength and your greens, beans, tomatoes and yams and all of that (laughs) to be able to help you. So who are some of those people that inspired you on this journey doing what you're doing? Wow, that's a big question because God is able to use anybody. Wow. Wow. Seeing God use um, a prostitute. Mm. Seeing God use a donkey. Yeah, we're going to have church today, y'all. I told you. <laughs> Break it down for the people. Break right. it down. Yes. Seeing God use rocks. Mm. Wow. And so uh, I, there, there is a multitude mm. of, of, of a cloud of witnesses, if you will, mm. Mm. Have, have been a part of helping me and me helping them, right? All mm-hmm. of us co-laboring in that meta-narrative. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Right, we're, we're just vessels. We're, you know, a paint stroke on an empty canvas that the artist is creating. We we get the privilege of being used mm-hmm. in a way. And so um, my, my uncles, absolutely, I would name them, right, as the mm-hmm. ministers that they are, have yeah. been instrumental in uh, creating those guardrails for me to understand, right, Mm. what the rules are. And then my father, uh, Mm. Pastor Melvin Jenkins, if I may call him, (laughs) okay, the late and great. Yes. uh, Pastor Melvin Jenkins, uh, it's always an invitation, even as I wrestled with what I thought, it seemed like they were saying God thought about women. Mm. Uh, In those car rides home, right, even though Mm. uh, me and my father, you know, we, we lived in separate homes. My father was extremely involved in my life. Okay. Regularly bringing me food, both spiritual and mm-hmm. physical food. And we constantly, he would wrestle with me. And we would mm-hmm. have those conversations about how, even though God says this, and this is how God's will is, and this is what God wants. Uh, in the same way that my dad did, God is still on the journey with us. We're not alone to figure it out by ourselves. And so- yeah. I would say if I could name someone just in this time frame, I would say mm-hmm. my father was instrumental in me recognizing to see the value in every single interaction, be wow. it with 
a cup of water to mm. right a minister to a homeless man who spoke life into me to to you right wow, Give wow. And, I mean it's in every moment if we stay present God is present and we're able to mm. receive whatever sip of water we need in that moment wow that's really really powerful because you know you like you said God can use anybody he can use anything and as you mentioned the rock and the donkey and and just anybody. And with that being said, you know, this direction that you're going in, you have a full plate working with people, working with children, working with children in the theater and doing the playwright and directing and using your gifts, however God wants to use you. How do you have time to be this mom entrepreneur and and the fit mom and, and you know, and, and doing working with the kids in the school and and uh, a single mom, I understand as well. How do you have time to be able to balance all of these balls in the air and yet be able to be um, who you are with all the grace that you have and when you're working with people? Mm. God is all I could say. Yes, yes, yes. God That's what I was me. hoping you would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... You know, there the balance is not. You know, mm. I can't see the scales because I don't know what's expected of me on any given day. Mm. Wow! 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 Spectrum, my daughter, right? Being, um, being a, a mini version of me, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It is only by the grace of God. Wow! Wow! That I can see what's expected of me, organize accordingly, right? Mm. Correct that which you know might ha- could have been done better. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. And, and then move persevering. Yes. Right? yes. Knowing that I still accepted and love as if I did it perfectly. Wow. You know, doing it perfectly, you know, Lashina, what does grace mean to you? Because like I said, you just have a certain, um, there's just a certain air that you have about yourself. That's just, it just, you just light it up on the phone or you just light it up. I know in the presence of people and I felt that presence even over the phone. What does grace mean to you, especially in the work that you do and how you do what you do? Mm. I could use a picture. Oh, okay. Grace is like um, sitting in church mm-hmm. in the middle of Easter speeches mm. and wow. appreciating every word and every mm. glimpse of courage. Mm. And and whatever truth made sense to you when they handed you the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes which is true, which is true when it's when is when is your time, you know, to to stand and rise and do what you're you're called to do, you know, which brings me to a certain point of um, let's talk a little bit about mental health. Uh, We talked in the church about people that, you know, are hurting and that are broken, that um, have need healing. And this is an area that so many people, they're coming to church and it's just, they're broken. They've been traumatized and they're coming to the hospital to get help. And oftentimes, sadly, a lot of them leave and they don't have the help that they came there to get. When you're dealing with people with, in the area that you're in, working with children, working with women that have been battered or going through violence, how do you help them or what nuggets do you have to be able to just help them to get on on the right track or to inspire them to hold on because trauma takes on so many different forms from financial trauma to death and you know coming out of a pandemic somewhat 
you have all these issues and then you put, like I said, violence against women, against children, special abilities, all these things. How do you help people or, you know, have a nugget to just hang on to um, other than the word of God, which we know is an is an all time answer. But how do you help people that maybe are not that strong in faith and they still need that mental help counseling or that help to help them to be pointed in the right direction, to have courage to get reach out for a resource? You know, what do you do with those types of individuals? So there's a secret tool that we all have that we really, mm-hmm. and that is active listening. Wow. Say that again, man. At listening to people yes. is, is medicine. Mm. Show someone that they are seen mm. and still accepted no matter what they said. That that in and of itself is the first step. I can't wow. help you if I don't know what you need. And the challenge wow. is even when you're looking at like statistics and numbers, we need those things. Mm. Doing mm. one-on-one or even group settings, wow. uh, building ensemble around productions. The mm. best thing that I can do for anybody is to yeah. listen. Mm. And not assume that I know what they need from me or what they want me to do. Wow. Wow. Which is really powerful because like you said, you don't know what a person needs till they sit down and start opening up and and sharing um, information and things like that. Even Jesus, as people came to him, you know, then it's like, what do I need to do for you? And they're like, just, just, you don't even have to come to my house. Just speak the word (laughs) and and I will be healed or whatever it is. That person, you know, as you talked about your dad and, you know, your dad not being here, but being with you in spirit. Um, what lessons have you learned personally that has empowered you professionally? Because you're working like a Hebrew, so to speak, still doing what you're doing. But what lessons have you learned personally that he shared or someone has shared personally that has helped you in your professional walk? I would say three things. Okay. The, the first would be um, to smile. Mm. Wow. 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 You know what I mean? People that just look at you and you say, have a great day. And they say, no, thank you. I've got better plans. You know what I'm saying? It's like that simple remedy, you know, just smile. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. And then um, seeing the good in people. Mm. And that can be scary because if you, you know, there's any sort of, um, hurt, pain, betrayal, it can mm. seem like the best thing you can do is just sniff out a snake before he, you know, bites you. Um, wow. But when we think about faith, mm-hmm, we think mm-hmm. about that no matter how many eyeballs you put around your head, you still mm-hmm. can't do everything. You still have to trust. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thinking about the good in people. And then I would still add listening. Mm-hmm. My father listened to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that was all I needed him to do. And a lot of times when he would come back and tell me something I said before, mm. uh, reminding me of who I am, reminding yeah. me of who I want to be, that that sort of uh, intentional relationship. Yeah. yeah something yeah. that not only were we missing before the pandemic, but now post COVID. Yeah. 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 We, we're even more so separated and trying to figure out what it means to be in relationship. How do I connect with people? How do I connect with myself? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this, this back end of my studies, I've been looking at embodiment. What does oh. it mean to connect with your, how do I listen to what my body is saying to me? Wow. Right? As my son who communicates differently and sees the world through 
right? Mm -hmm. Autism, we have mm -hmm. to find other ways to communicate. And in mm -hmm. becoming a mother, I yeah. learned about the communication of the body, my heart, mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. breath, mm -hmm. the stillness of, of, of my energy. My children listen to that before they think about or even process what's coming out of my mouth. Wow. Wow. That's that's really important. You know, you mentioned your son with autism and um, your dad, you know, that has gone down now and your daughter. You know, as you think about family and you think about the work that you do, and, and it's a lot of work. I mean, like I said, you're juggling a lot. You know, what are you most proud of? Because there's a lot of things you have. You have a, a, a whole bunch of a smorgasbord of things that you can look at and accomplishments and and things like that in your career. And what is something that you're most proud of as you look back over the years and God has been good to you? <laughs> what would you say is one of the proudest moments you've had in your career? Wait, now you said one of the proudest moments or what am I proud of? Yeah. What are you proud of? Because like you said, your dad, he's taught you. He's yeah. totally you all the way through. You mentioned your children and I know that is a, a shining spot in your heart. Yeah, but yeah. there's so many accomplishments you've had. And day by day victories in working with people and seeing them come through and 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 just getting the light, this thing that light pop on. But yeah, what is yeah. something that just really stood out to you in your career that you're really most proud of? This is this is gonna be interesting, but it's the first thing <laughs> came to mind, so I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm thinking about Jacob who fought with the angel. Mm, yes. It is the fights. I am proud that I held on to, to my faith. Wow. Moments in which, you know, God will even say like, hey, if this is too mm. much, I get mm. it. <laughs> right? Wow. wow. Thinking my teeth in, mm. holding on, like Jacob said, no, 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 no. I didn't go through all of this. Mm. But no, you're going to mm. bless me. You're going to mm. give me exactly what I came here to get. I'm not leaving this spot mm -hmm. until you give me what's mine. That fight, mm. it is the fire that fuels everything that I do from being a parent to enduring challenges to pressing up, uh, to pushing a boulder up a mountain. Wow. Right? <laughs> is, is, is what I am proud of. Wow. And that is powerful. That is very powerful. And as an African-American woman, um, you know, being in this industry, you know, it's, it's, it's tough enough, but there's a lot of pressures, you know, there's a lot of pressures in, in trying to do it right, the right way, and just be better than those that are around you saying you're a woman, you're an African-American. You know, what, what are some of the challenges that you as an African-American woman specifically has had in this industry of being a director, being a playwright, working with, um, you know, as a producer, you know, working with, you know, even within the ministry, you have people that look at you and you're female and you have that language going on as well. And then trying to work, like you said, with the special needs situation and and uh, and things along that line. So in your area, you know, what are some of those pressures as you found as an African-American that you're trying to say, hey, you know, I'm still here. Like like Jacob, you're not letting go. You're holding on. You're not you're just saying, hey, it's not over, as they say to the fat lady sings. <laughs> so so what are some of those pressures that you've identified that. Maybe if you were in another body, you know, or another skin tone or another whatever, gen, uh, you know, um, gene pool or whatever that you found that, hey, you know what, maybe, you know, maybe if I was born this or if I was born rich instead of born the way I am, I had to work my way hard, you know, but what are some of the pressures that you have found as an African-American 
in the industry that you're in? You know, a, a time before this, I would have had a different answer. Oh, okay. Okay, now let's break that down when you say a time yeah, before this. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Is that so a time before this, a time uh, before I was in a more healed space? Oh, more healed, right? Yes, yes. Like I'm in a place where um, I am responsible. I get to take accountability for the places mm. that I am and the places mm. that I get to be and mm. the places that I get to maintain my seat. Um, and so I, I will break that out, right? That yeah, first yeah. Part of that initially was absolutely people saying, well, you're a woman. Obviously, you're not in charge. Mm. There's no way you're the actual director, right? Where's the actual director here? Who's who who's who do you represent, right? Being being a black woman, right? This is also what propelled me into the the behind the scenes. I was mm. an actress at first. I was singing, mm. I was dancing. Mm. And then I recognized that they were so looking for this typecasting of wow. slavery, ghetto girl, right? Like there mm. were so many, uh, there were these archetypes that didn't fit me. Mm. I'm, wow. I'm not, not those things. I can act it, but that's no fun. Wow. Um, wow. And so I had to create these spaces for myself. Mm. And then for other Black women, Black girls who, no, no, I don't want you to practice that. I want you to practice mm. versatility, diversity. Mm. Um, a depth and breadth, but don't mm -hmm. practice um, somebody's idea of who they think we are, because that's that's no fun. That's mm -hmm. no, that doesn't show the spectrum of beauty that that God. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, as I began mm -hmm. to question it for myself, well, then what, 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 what is uh, what is the real fight? Well, the mm -hmm. real fight is to keep smiling in the midst of it. The real fight is to extend the grace that's been extended to me to them for not understanding or for wow. needing to see a different version of what this could look like. No, no, no. I am in charge, actually. And I'm interested in hearing what your ideas are so that we could possibly take them into consideration as we move forward. Mm. In so finding wow. those ways to move forward with grace. Oh, yes. And being graceful while we do it. Mm. Right. Yes. Um, it's exciting just to see, just to change people's mind in the process. Mm. Wow. Wow. It, you know, it's so amazing. I am so enjoying this conversation with you because it's such a rich conversation. It's so much depth. You know, I could just feel the weightiness behind each thing that you're saying, how you're explaining it. This is, this is all a passion for you. It's not just a job. It's not just, I'm just doing this because I don't have anything else to do or, you know, or just welcome it as they say to Walmart. <laughs> and that's all that you're doing. But it's, this is such a passion. And I can tell that you are a heart centered messenger in what you do and the way that you do it. And, and, and saying that, um, you know, what, as we talk about the spectrum of the beauty of the Bible, what scripture speaks to you or stands out? I know I read somewhere about Luke seven and eight or something along those lines, but in the Bible, since you're a PK kid, what speaks to you and keeps you motivated to the point where you're just like, Lord, I'm going to give it another try. I'm not giving up. I am not giving up on your mission and on your call on my life. Yeah, I could I could go to a lot of them. Yeah, um, yeah. There's character story. I want to I want to I want to be obedient to your question. And <laughs> no, break it down. Go ahead. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take okay, it. Look, take so it. first, right. The yeah, first yeah. the first the first uh, sister in the Bible that that liberated was in Luke uh, chapter 7, 35 mm -hmm. through 50, right? That's this what I wanted you to hit on. <laughs> absolutely. 
So, yeah. so when you're talking about pressing through a room full of people that think they know something about you, right? Mm-hmm. When you're talking about bringing something that's precious to you and somebody else has added their own value judgments to that which you have brought, mm-hmm. even though, right, when she gets to where, to his feet, he is the one that says, hey, 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 what does this, what does she have to do with you? Mm, mm, mm. Right, like it, as a matter of fact, if we look into the mosaic customs and traditions, yeah. she was the only one that was anointing the teacher, mm-hmm. and he yeah. was in somebody else's house. So to know that even in a room full of people with Pharisees, these are religious leaders; these mm. are all people who are so uh, society would say should be above me, or society yeah. would say is more valuable than me. This mm-hmm. woman is sitting here, and she's doing the one most important thing that you mm-hmm. could do in the presence of the divine and embodied God. Wow. 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 So with that, leave me be, sir. Yeah. 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 Leave me be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I would move on into chapter eight, right. One yeah, through yeah. four, where we actually speak to the women that, that are listed out. Thank you. Thank you Luke, mm-hmm. for listing out the women that were funders of Jesus's ministry. He lists out the 12 disciples. And then these are the women who were funders of his ministry. So wow. when I think about women who would willingly play the background and give up their time and their resources and their energy mm. for the mission of the kingdom of God, that's easy for me then. That, yeah, that's yeah. fitting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, wow. okay. one more. Okay. And that's then, also, look, okay, uh, the other woman, right? Yeah. Is uh, the Levite and the concubine. Mm. So we don't talk about this much in the Bible. When I get it, I've learned to appreciate uh, caring for people uh, Mm. and not right triggering or traumatizing them. Wow! Uh, Wow! Wow! But this woman's body was uh, was was destroyed. Mm. And when I've asked different ministers about their interpretations of that story, a they haven't heard about it enough. They don't talk about it enough to have gained some sort of revelation about it. But also I found that they still reason with the Levite's choice to destroy her body for the sake of a message. Mm. But in the book, it's written in the book, even a book that was written by men. Yes. Yeah. Her story will be told. It is this story that at the end of judges after judges after judges who have displeased God, this woman's life body um memory would be used to to honor God and to honor mm. the message that God had for the for all of the children of Israel. Wow. Wow. So with that, um, I, I would answer your question with Philippians uh verse four and eight that mm-hmm. talks about to think on these things, things that are true, that are noble, wow. right, pure, mm. admirable, excellent, wow. and praiseworthy. When I think on those things, none of that stuff even matters, right? Who mm-hmm. just like Christ for the joy set before him, yes. right? Despise the shame, just like old girl sitting at Jesus' feet, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm doing I'm doing exactly what I was created to do and wow. it will not go uh in vain. See, I told you I was going to go to a little church today, you know what I'm saying? Which brings me to the point of the master of public ministry and master of divinity. Yes. You are already a PK kid. So now why <laughs> why just embellish it more? I mean, they know who you are. But what was that all about and how was that journey going? <laughs> oh, the journey is beautiful. We are finishing in uh, just a little less than a month here. Okay. Okay. It, it, it has been, uh, and this is the interesting part of my journey into seminary. Uh, mm. I came to seminary to heal. 
right? So some people seek out education for a credential. I I came here to heal. I came here mm -hmm. because I'd experienced uh, violence in my home. Mm -hmm. I'd experienced violent theological violence. Mm -hmm. I'd experienced by institutional and systemic violence. Mm -hmm. And now I have a daughter. And now I have a son. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I don't know how to do this with you anymore if this is what what your book is telling people to do with us. Yes, yes. I needed to dive into it for myself. Mm. And I needed to understand exactly what God said. I needed my own revelation. I needed to yeah. study for myself approved before I can um, push back in the ways yeah. that I felt the fire to do so. So instead of fighting with God, I decided to just wrestle with the word. And wow. that's what brought me into the MDiv program. And then wow. once I realized I was right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. God is like, okay. So let now let's add this. And I was like, add this. Let's add wow. this. Yeah, yeah. We add this so that we know what to do with the thing. Now we know what public ministry looks like. Mm. Now it looks like to take the word given to you, take the the revelation, the the understanding of the systems that brought us to where we are today, and mm -hmm. seek out a solution. Don't just be one who complains about it. Be one who is a part of that solution. And so wow. now being able to imagine forward and name new things and mm. have a prophetic imagination about a prophetic community that can be and do life together and find solutions together that's regenerative mm. and sustaining and one that's able to give a, a reciprocal right a reciprocal relationship that 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 heals us and continues to heal that heals us mm. right modeled mm. even by by the tree yeah yeah you know it's amazing because you know when you talk about people that have gone through a lot and you've gone through a lot in your lifetime and things but there are some people that still have a holographic grip on them and how do you deal with, especially children, you work, you work with improv, you know, at school and things like that in the, in the theater, um, you know, and being a director at the theater, how do you help these children to have this holographic grip on them? And you're trying to just give them, help them to get a breakthrough, you know, and, and they're trying to, to do what you're telling them to do, but they're just not quite getting there. How do you help them through improv to just break through to those characters and just be free to be who in their imagination that they see that they can be. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, tell, I don't, I don't tell people what to do. I okay. Like to okay. Right? Okay. Okay. Um, as a director, um, I, I am, I reimagine even that, mm. you know, that, that, that form. Yes. Of, yes. Of, yes. Of what it looks like to direct people. The Holy Spirit okay. directs us, but yet mm. knows what the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like. We're not being yeah. What to do? We are being tutored, mm. being guided into, and so uh, just like with any actress, right? They, the the gift is in the actress. The yes, is the curator. So. Yeah. To Right. And so with children, particularly because they haven't gotten so far away from their imagination um, and depending on what their at home setting looks like, mm -hmm. sometimes they need space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes all they need is to listen and for someone to say, it's OK if you don't want to participate. Mm, OK. Okay. Or what, what would you like to do? Because what, what they'll end up telling you sometimes if you give them a day, if you give them a week, right, however long we have to work yeah. with. Yeah. Whatever their challenge might be, they might tell you, I don't want to, I don't want to be on stage. I'd rather do what you do. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Which is, which is tapping into their gifting yeah. of, of what they're supposed to do. 
And that's yeah. the goal. That's what God does with us. God doesn't mm. tell us what to do. God calls that which is already in us out. Mm. Wow. Wow. For our children. And you, you, you are who you're supposed to be already. I'm just here to nurture it, bless it, and help you release it. Wow. Wow. Now, where do you go from here? Because where you are right now, it's like, okay, God, are you are you just you done filled her up. She's overflow. You're in the overflow state, you know. So being in that overflow state, where do you go from here? Or what would you like to go from here? Um, because there are people that, you know, can donate to different causes. Uh, there are people that are looking for you. They just don't know where you are right now. But they do today around the world. They will today, you know. So where would you like to go from here um, in your career and things you're doing and how you're helping people? Because you're basically just showing up, playing full out. And that's yeah. all you could do. <laughs> yeah. And in that and interesting, when you're building something, you have to step back and not go play. You're like, oh, yeah. no, play. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we currently are officially um, uh, um, right. Uh, we have mm -hmm. our 501 C3 status. And so okay. we would absolutely appreciate gifts, donations, mm -hmm. uh, partnerships. Um, we are building relationships with other artists now. Okay. Okay what right what what collaborations we can do uh last mm. year we actually had the privilege of partnering with uh, a, a local dance choreographer from stockholm okay. sweden oh and, wow awesome. yeah and so uh she, we i coached her through the process of you know writing her own story well mm. uh, understanding right her journey we connected her we helped her find a, a therapist so that she okay. can get the support she needed through that process mm. i, I yeah. have courses in chaplaincy but Right. I don't I don't want to <laughs> step in anybody else's lane. <laughs> yeah. So we, we got her that support and she was yeah, able yeah. to get, get it on the stage. I was able to fly yeah. out to her and be with her during that time. Help wow. her wow. aspect of being wearing those multiple hats of writer, producer, mm -hmm. director. Right. Yeah. Talking with your tech team, um, yeah. coming up with a production schedule. Right. How to not um, burn out. Mm -hmm. um, it, right. Halfway through the production. Um, yeah. And then how to leverage those that that production for relationships. How am I wow. helping? How are people receiving me? And so uh, she did a phenomenal job. Wow. And so being able to now do that for more women, right? Yes. So we're seeking to do that with more women, more children across the world. Yes, uh, yes. yes we're looking, we're, we're working with organizations here uh, out in Elgin, here in Chicago, right? A few yeah. uh, house of worship. So any, if there's a house of worship, I am- yeah. Looking to connect with you. Okay. Um, we are not just a drama ministry, yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like we want to pull, pull. I want to pull away from that pigeonhole, mm. uh, that 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 um kind of extracurricular activity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and really see this as a full on um opportunity to to meet people where they are using a universal language. Wow. Wow. So, so yes, we're we're looking at partnering with people all over the world. If there's any organizations as it relates to women's programs, homeless shelters, um, you know, again, houses of worship, uh, schools. Uh, we mm. love working with schools, elementary schools, yeah. high schools, performing arts schools, um, mm. anybody who's looking to, 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 to heal as a community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To work around building confidence mm. and, um, and, and facilitating an atmosphere of trans transparency. Yes. Those yes. are the type of environments that we love to work with and help people. If it, if it's just an improv workshop or if it is a full on production told yeah. catered to the community that, that, uh, institution sits. Wow. Now, how can our audience get a hold of you to be able to help 
or to send resources or um, to spread the word about what's going on with Melissa Lashina Jenkins because she definitely is in the she's definitely in the groove. You are definitely on your way up, girl. You are rising like dough, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit knows it. You're going so high into the spirit that the devil can't clock you. Okay, hey, <laughs> so Thank we appreciate you. what you're doing, how you're doing. I appreciate your passion. How can the audience get a hold of you to be able to get more information on, you know, the school uh, to be able to donate or other resources that you have? Sure. So uh, you can definitely connect with us on our website, uh, which okay. is shecreates.com. Okay. Um, so reach out there. Definitely there. There's a, a volunteer form. You could use that form also just to connect and say, hey, I want to mm -hmm. I want to I want to donate. Uh, we we use donations um, as as small as twenty five dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. To help us. Um, to help us connect with right transportation, we're, we're, you know, yeah. Zoom, right, all yeah. those smaller yeah. uh, operational costs to right upwards of five thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars to help us actually travel and take our team across the world so that we can support these other artists and make sure yeah. that whatever organizations are surrounding them, that they're able to tap into those resources. A lot of us have resources around us, we just yeah. don't know that they're available, and so we, we're true. here to help people who are seeking to help people in those areas, we mm. want to help people get to you. And mm. so that's also what that's about. Um, and so being able to have people's support in doing that, helping us get a set up. Um, if, if there are people who say, hey, I don't I don't have a lot of money, but I could donate furniture. I could donate, oh, okay. right? uh, I could donate my skills of administrative mm. assistance, whatever. Mm. Like we are in that stage where we are really, really excited to have the, mm. the support of people who are excited about helping other people. Um, and so you can connect with me also on Facebook. That's Lashina Power Wisdom on mm -hmm. Facebook. And then you can also connect with me on Instagram uh, for She Creates. Uh, you can just type that in. She, that's two E's, okay. S-H-E-E -E, Creates um, on Instagram. And that she stands for women, uh, girls, um, and the earth. And so mm. my ideology is that the earth also needs to be heard equally as much as she also went to the cross as a tree um, along with with Christ. So, wow, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Miss Lashina Williams Jenkins, who is a playwright, a director, a producer extraordinaire. She is the person that you need to know. And I want you to reach out to her. She gave her contact information. You can also find her on our website as well at www.road2eternity.net. Look her up. She is someone you should know. She's doing an awesome work, working with children, working with women, working with people within the arts. So this is a good place where you could send your monies and your donations too. We want to change the world. And this is a person that is doing that. She's using her gifts. She is uniquely designed and strategically gifted She's using her gifts to impact the world. We want to thank you, Ms. Jenkins, for being our special guest today. Thank you for your impact that you're making on others in this world. And we will talk soon. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.